to Brewing It Over with Cup North, the show that gives you the chance to deep dive into the topics shared in the content program at our events. From social to consumer to sustainability issues, there's something for everyone. I'm Hannah Davis. And I'm Grace Talbot. Today we will be interviewing the wondrous Brian Savatka from Minor Figures. But before we get into that, Hannah, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good actually. Yeah, I've had yeah. A, a nice day out yesterday yeah. in Manchester, uh, <laughs> handing out coffee in preparation for Manchester Coffee Festival next week. And yeah, it's all go with marketing activities at the moment. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually heading back to Manchester this afternoon to do more flyering and give blood. <laughs> I'm killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> and give blood. Yeah. <laughs> The giving blood is the part of the marketing for Manchester Coffee Festival, is that right? Is it like, yeah. this is how seriously we take it? Well, I'm actually also this evening getting my haircut in Manchester, which I, that I, that's kind of part of the marketing for the festival, you know, got to have good hair. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Sure. yeah. I'm not going to have a shaved head for this festival. I feel like my identity mm. is lost a bit with that. So maybe I should uh, do yeah. something, change the colour. That's my usual go-to, isn't it? We yeah. can cast our yeah. votes on what colour my hair will be when we actually see each other in person. It will not be this colour. Yeah, we can do a poll. Oh, yeah. How are you? How's your week going? Yes, yeah, it's going It's going well, thank you. It's, uh, as you said, it's Manchester Con Festival soon. So I've got that like itchy sort of fingers feeling where like I just want it to be happening. I want to be like in it, doing it, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And of course, uh, I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Dublin Coffee Festival, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that very exciting <laughs> new addition to the Cup North lineup. We are planning the ticket launch for it. So sort of coming this way soon. And that's very exciting. So yeah, dear listeners, keep your eyes peeled. I don't actually know when this episode will drop, but either the tickets are coming soon or have recently <laughs> been released. Go, go. <laughs> yeah. I think it will be very close to the release date. So yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this as it lands, go and follow us on Dublin Coffee Festival and check out what we've got yeah. going on. Yeah, sign up for the newsletter. Yes. Well, shall I shall I intro the wonderful Brian so we can get going on the podcast? Let's do it. And on this week's episode of Bring It Over, we have Brian Savatka from Minor Figures. Brian is a self-proclaimed queer American who has worked in specialty coffee for over a decade and comes with a shabby chic alter ego known as Auntie Climax, who's known for haunting coffee events, whether you want her to or not. Brian works for Minor Figures as Coffee Community Manager, which is a funky way of saying that he does everything in his power to keep Minor Figures tight with their roaster, cafe and other brand partners across general marketing and events. In his time in coffee, Brian has trained over a thousand baristas, competed several times and thrown more parties than butlins. Brilliant. It always feels like a party when Brian is around. <laughs> and this podcast, no less. Brian we had a great a time chatting with Brian. We covered a whole range of subjects from social sustainability to being creative in the coffee industry. So yeah, hang on. Well worth a listen. But before we welcome Brian to the podcast, we're going to take a short break to hear an advert from Lama Zocco. Bring the cafe home with the Lama Zocco Linear Micra. Clean lines and familiar charm in a compact, easy-to-use form. The Linear Micra is a home espresso machine, true to the heritage of our partners, Lamazocco. The Linear Micra elevates any kitchen to cafe status and will have your pals queuing out of the kitchen door. Welcome, Brian. Hiya, love. Hello, how are you? Good, good. I'm very pleased to be chatting with you today. 
Thank you. Likewise. How are you? I'm great. Very, very caffeinated. I'm feeling good. Very, very caffeinated. Are you the right side of caffeinated? Like you can see through space and time. Yeah, things are vibrating at the right frequency. I'm I'm feeling okay. I, I, I feel mostly in control of my words, and that's the important bit. Mostly in control is what we go for on a podcast record. We know what you do in control. What's the fun in that? Welcome to our podcast. We've already covered the weather, so you're acclimatizing to British chat well, so that we can get our lovely listeners just to know you a little bit better before we dive into the fun chat. We do have a series of questions to ask you. Uh, Before we recorded any episodes, these questions were a mystery. I feel like you might know what's coming, but nonetheless, are you ready? For some questions. I think I'm ready. Let's go. Ready, okay. Edge of your seat. <laughs> Question number one. Brian. Brian, darling. What's your coffee order? Uh, first thing, oat flat white. Minor figures, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but afternoon time frame, it's all about the filter. Just give me something funky. Give me something fruity. Amazing. So you start with the milky one and then go filter yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of spoiled because I go straight into the office first thing and there's there's a nice little espresso machine, which obviously I don't have espresso set up at home. So like, oh, it's a treat. I treat myself. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. That's the exact opposite of me. I'm like milky towards like later on in the day and I have to start like basic black coffee, nothing too fancy. Interesting. That's pretty hardcore, like going in like that. I think for me, this is my breakfast as well. <laughs> You've met me. Hardcore. It's the Italian way, right? (laughs) I guess so, yeah. (laughs) That's what they do. Cappuccino in the morning and then espresso the rest of the day. (laughs) I need to toughen up then. I need to start treating it like my breakfast. It's my mistake. Maybe I'll try it. Report back on how it goes. Okay. So, well, I mean, it's morning as we're recording. So in our dream cafe, we're going to have it. Uh, Minor figures, oak oak, Mm -hmm. oak, white being made by a fabulous barista, Hannah, just in the corner there. And uh, while she cracks on, what uh, what music is playing in the stream cafe? Okay, okay. So we're still morning, so I kind of need it chill. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, beaten up by the stereo. So something kind of vibey, just a little bit of rhythm, like you know, beach house or you know, kind of standard cafe fare. That it's not too much, it's not too little. You can listen <laughs> in if you want. You can kind of tune out if need. Yeah. Is it the kind that, like, on Spotify would be called Chilled Out Vibes playlist? I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but, yeah, it definitely is, is going to be in, like, Chose your tunnel morning. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we will come to this later in the episode, but I think it's commendable that you didn't say my music right there in that moment, just to introduce the fact that you get music. <laughs> but we will ask you about that later on. <laughs> Girl. If I went into a cafe and they were playing my music, I would run the heck out. Really? <laughs> You'd be like, whose napkin do I need to sign, darling? Yeah. Okay, the inverse of that is I then throw on some massive sunglasses and then own it. That's better. That's more like <laughs> it. Excellent. Okay, we've got our oat flat white. We're chilling out to our chilled out vibes playlist. Uh, and now we're reminiscing. What is your most memorable coffee shop experience or one of? Because most memorable is a mm. title. 
yeah, I think the most kind of memorable, mind blowy thing was um, I just moved back from Glasgow to Leeds in about 2015, and I went into Caffeine and Co, um, which isn't there anymore, which is a real shame. I'd done like a 75 hour work week, so I'm like shattered. And then I went in and treated myself to a real big Chemex, and it was this um, it was a natural Pacamara from El Salvador. This little roastery called Assembly was really hypey at the time, and so everything. Like, oh my god, I'm drinking straight up pineapple <laughs> juice. Like, what is going on here? And then I literally ended up working for Assembly like five months later. It was bizarre. Amazing. Oh. And you remember so much about it as well. That was obviously like a a real moment. If you got all of that kind of sensory uh, memory as well. I've got goosies right now. Like I just, I really like that moment was like, this is the first time I've had something that was kind of way beyond the, the standard fare of things. And like, you know, no, no shade on, on the other coffee before, but when it was like, there was so many things going on. I was like, I have no frame of reference to compare this to anything. Like, what mm. is this? Why does it smell so intense? And yeah, like it's, I'm still, I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm in that, that seat right now. Like challenging the definition of coffee. It's like, what is this magic liquid? Yeah. yeah. So were you already working in coffee when you had that incredible experience? I had worked in coffee. I kind of stepped out for a few months to do some bar consultancy to open this place, uh, to open Hedrow House in Leeds. Um, but I think mm-hmm. I just, I, I hadn't had something that, that intense. So, you know, I, I kind of still knew what I liked. I knew like, you know, the kind of standard washed Ethiopians or Kenyans and things that I love, but I'd never had anything that was like so funky and fruity before. So it's like, it's, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does your palate kind of still lean that way or has it changed over time? Are you still after fruity big numbers? Not all the time, obviously. Like I don't think anyone has the longevity for that, but <laughs> is that like, if you see something like that on a menu, are you like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so fickle. Like my, my, I, my needs change so much as to, as to what I'm going to go after, like either you know, buying in or whatever, but I think I'm now at a point as a lot of my, my friends in coffee are that like some of the mega fermenty sort of things I just, I kind of can't do because I've gone so far through the looking glass that I've beaten myself <laughs> up and, and now I'm, I'm wanting things that are a little bit more balanced and nuanced, um, which I've got, I just, I can just feel myself pushing my glasses up like a mega nerd that I am. <laughs> Come on, that's why we're here. we're all we're all uh, yeah (laughs) yeah we love it Um, i'm gonna go then yeah Yeah. it's funny how we all end up getting to that point in our old age isn't it our old age (laughs) just give me a nice easy washed coffee please (laughs) well not you grace not you none of us here (laughs) dear listeners in this recording are what you would call old age I think what we do is we go through seasons in our life, don't we? And sometimes the super funky ones call to us. And then other times you're like, oh, does this taste like chocolate and nuts? Fantastic. That's what I want. <laughs> or I'm speaking for myself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm always open to having my mind blown again. Yes, yes of course. Which I suspect uh, oh, you yeah, were when you kind of approached competing recently, right? Like the approaching that, thinking about what coffees you're going to bring to the stage. Did you start thinking about that first experience or did you go in with an idea of what profile you wanted or did the coffee choose you? Tell us about that. In a way, I kind of, I wanted something similar to that. And, and because I've, I've, I'm so tight with Claire Wallace uh, at Assembly that she's always kind of offered to help me out with this sort of thing. So 
kind of said, look, you know, Brewers is coming up. I'm, I'm happy to be led here, but just let me, let me know what you've got. And she, she gave me a few coffees and they were so different. The, the, the three that kind of narrowed things down to, but, um, when we started talking about, um, the Diego Bermudas that I ended up using at Brewers Cup, it was like, not only were all the, the, the flavor notes there in terms of just, just something really lovely and not too overpowering in terms of processing so that like, you know, if you're, if you're going to be drinking the same coffee for weeks in preparation, I don't want to get sick mm-hmm. of it by the time I actually have to brew it on stage. But, but then the story behind it as well, like everything was like tick, tick, tick. It's just, it just felt like the right decision in terms of the coffee itself, but also just altruistically, like everything that's behind the, the, the ethics, the ethos of, of that coffee was just, just bang on. It's just, it's such a win. I had some this morning as well. It was just a nice little kind of throwback. It was like, yeah, this, this is an awesome coffee. Amazing. And it wasn't your first time competing recently, right? You've done competition before? Uh, I've done a couple before in terms of um, a couple of SCA things. Um, I did Brewers Cup last year, got a bit of a disqualification Ooh. because I didn't fill my cups Ooh. all the way. Womp, womp. Um, but I weirdly, like my first coffee competition was, uh, the AirPress champs where I met Claire Ooh. Wallace up in, up in Glasgow. Oh. Um, she, she beat the crap out of me in the finals cause she's that girl. <laughs> uh, and we kind of kept in touch ever since. Amazing. So what is it about competing that like appeals to you? Um, I ask myself <laughs> that every time and I never really know the answer. And I think like, even after this last one, um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just, it's a, it's a fun thing to put yourself through because it is such a weird thing to do. It's so in some ways out of the norm of what your day to day is. And to have something that's so intense, that's quite standardized around the world as well, which is kind of amazing that you can put yourself through and know that everybody else is trying for the same thing. Like it's, it's, it's such a weird thing to do, but it's so interesting what you get out of it, particularly like I, I can say this weeks afterwards, like the insight I have on what makes me tick and the why of why I did it then is very different to why I've done it before. And so it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I don't want to get into the old age retrospection of like, oh, what am I about? But I think I'm doing a lot of that these days. Well, we obviously really value uh, coffee competitions because we created a new one this year and we're very excited that you're going to be coming along to judge for our Manchester edition of Extracted Development in a couple of weeks. Um, Like, do you feel that coffee competitions are really valuable to the industry still? I mean, I'm assuming you probably do since you've uh, continue to compete and you want to get involved but yeah how how do you feel about them their place in the industry i'm really thrilled that there is something like extractive development coming into a bit more prominence because i love what the sca does um but i feel like we kind of we've got the same ones like we we know we know what to expect from that and i i don't know if if all of that is as mm-hmm. inclusive as it as it can be as something like extracted development or even some like the little silly ones you see like the Aurea cup that they had the other week at cafe culture you know things that anybody can get involved in like that's that's really i think where i'm i'm, I'm leaning mm-hmm. to because it doesn't require such investment in, in all the extra you know time outside of your day to to really get through it i think this is the idea of these more these competitions these these engagements is is super important i don't know i think more and more formats please I, just let's keep things moving let's keep things fresh yeah, when I started my line of questioning, I was like, 
I want to hear about your competition experience, but definitely want to kind of bring you into the discussion about extractive development. Um, we are like so excited to have you um, as a judge and bring the kind of vibrancy and joy that you bring to everything in your role and in your competition. And the comp like extractive development is something we're really proud of. It is its own competition. It's not a commentary on any other one. It's trying to kind of develop this networking opportunity and this positive experience about the, the industry as a whole and the, the variety of skill sets and interpretations of customer service that we see with it. And like you've already mentioned, right, that uh, your first competition was the Aeropress Championship where you met Claire and that was several years ago and you're still friends with them. So you obviously have like already started to develop a network of people through competition and can't wait to see you do it again with extractive development. Like we've seen the shape of competitions change. Do you think you've seen the industry change as well? Like, is it, are we more inclusive? Are we more diverse? In the time that you've been around, again, I'm not saying you're old. I've just been here a minute. Have you seen things change? I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, I am old. I'm happy to own that Probably. one. Thanks. Um, but no, there's been so much change. Like, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been working in coffee, God, really since maybe... 2011 2012 um and since then i've seen so much change so many kind of changing of the guards in, in a way and it is getting so much better in terms of inclusivity but there's always always room for improvement there's always places where we need to be really doubling down and you know seeing things like um va's youth academy or um just just different workshops and people like well-grounded like that that yeah. gives me so much hope as to like bringing in the next generation of things. Cause like even in the last couple of years, I've seen so many people post COVID, like the amount of folks who've been at places forever are now at different places or have started their own. And it feels like I look around at different coffee events and I'm like, Oh cool. You're there now. Yeah. That's amazing. Like the idea of like that kind of cross chat and hopefully also moving, changing the perspective of where you were versus where you want to be. I feel like this, this is all positive stuff. I was just chatting about this last night to my partner and like so many of my friends have started things recently started roasteries or started other companies and like i'm so yeah. excited about where that's going to go for us it is it is exciting you're so right as well about seeing like where people go i love especially now i like actively work in the events going like there's a whole year between manchester last year and manchester this year and you see like so many of the same faces in different roles but also all of these new faces too and you're like oh hello new face well, tell me your little brain thoughts. Let us, let us grow together. <laughs> Didn't mean that to sound quite so creepy, like I'm cracking into people's brains. Brain thoughts. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the next question to Hannah. Love it. Uh, we're still a very young industry, aren't we? I think, I think that's definitely benefits our levels of inclusivity because young people yeah. are just better exp expressing themselves in a more diverse way and yeah I think that's definitely a positive um but yeah I love that um people move around like I, I chat to people about grace working for me and people still say oh grace from girls who grind but that's that will be forever with yeah. you <laughs> I don't know I don't know grace you're making a bit of an impact folks know you're here and for your yeah, oh well thank you skills. i love to i don't know if this comes across in this podcast but yeah. i love to chat but it is yeah amazing how it's funny is it when people get stuck on like you from x like what are you brian from minor figures 
you will be forever, regardless of where you move, because we've come to know you so synonymously with it. And I think because um, like how you approach it, you bring so much of your yeah. true self to it that it really helps lock that in. Like this seems like a very excellent moment to bring up anticlimax as an example of you bringing yourself to your work. Can you tell people who are listening uh, who might not know her? I've been delighted by her presence. Who who this is? So anticlimax is 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 a relatively new person. Um, she is my drag alter ego, and it's uh, I've been sitting on the name for at least ten years as a bit of a running joke. But um, my delightful drag sister, Meg, at um, Nuova Simonelli, Victoria Arduino, who her alter ego, Snack Nicholson, we had uh, an event that we were doing at London Coffee Festival um, earlier this year. And we were talking about doing a bingo. I'm like, well, if you're doing bingo, you do drag bingo. It's, 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 just, it's way more fun. And so we started looking at other, uh, about hiring in you know, different drag performers and realize what our budget was versus what we needed it to be. So it's like, well, why, why don't we just do it? Let's just, let's just drag up ourselves. And since then there have been quite a few outings of anticlimax and snack Nicholson, um, and hoping to do a few more, <laughs> but they've been, they've been so coffee specific. It's so weird to kind of break, to kind of break out and, and do drag, but only in the coffee community. It's it's just it's kind of mental when I try to explain it to other people like oh you do drag yeah but kind of only with coffee like what that makes no sense whatsoever so there there might be some more gigs coming up I'm I'm trying to confirm things but we'll see if if she kind of lands on a on a on a larger scale I hope so yeah it's it's a lot of work but it's a lot of fun and what is the character of anticlimax um, tell us about her <laughs> I think more shabby than shabby chic. Um, the idea is just yeah. <laughs> she's a comedy queen. She's pretty ruthless. It's being able to. It's like it's like the gay guy in the office. It's like oh ha ha ha, he's really funny. It's like no, he's just mean. Like I just get to say really sassy things <laughs> in front of people and get away with it. All the um, shade. All yeah, all the shade. But you know, it's it's all it's all tea, honey. It's, it's, it's all real. It's all real. But yeah, I I don't know. I think it's it's genuinely just. It's all real. Like you, it has to be real. Like a joke to be funny, it has to be rooted in some realness. So like if if Catherine at work's mm. hair is crazy frizzy, I gotta call it out. Like if I'm if I'm on stage with the microphone is on, you know, you gotta you gotta lean into it. But um, no, it's 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 a laugh, and I think that's the whole point. Is it's such a weird thing to do that it's so out of the norm that you know we we can kind of set the tone for it. And the idea of mm. us throwing that that first event as something that's just totally bonkers yet totally inclusive like anybody's welcome and you know we had people like nestor lasso show up to the first one i literally made a joke on uh, the, with the microphone saying like oh hi i love colombian things particularly you know, like anything from nestor lasso and the guy's like oh yeah nestor sat over there i'm like did i just materialize the this power thing? of drag what's going on here you know it's it's the idea is just like <laughs> the power of drag like who knew nestor was into drag that's cool um, but it's it's just such a it's such a random thing that there's there's really no telling who turns up to these things. And the last couple that we've thrown have been massive. Like we mm. did that one that sold out in like no time. We did one for um, a fundraiser for Ian Kissick yeah. for um, his uh, World Brista Champs run, and that was like well over 100 people there. Like what what is this? Like, who knew coffee wanted drag? Like you know, if if yeah. there's demand, we got a supply. Exactly. Um, speaks to your creativity again. 
I promised early on in the episode that we'd come around to this, but uh, Anticlimax isn't your only creative endeavour, is it? Uh, no, I I do. Uh, I've, I've been making music for a very long time. Um, I also write fiction. I've published a couple of books. Um, the last project was uh, a, a release I did with uh, Nick Maybe from Assembly Coffee. Um, we recorded most of the record actually at the Roastery, which was a very, very strange place to do music. We did it as part of this this joint record book release where every song on the record was a chapter of the book from the same narrative, from the same perspective. And yeah, that was like six years in the making, that one. Um, mm. So hopefully if there's a follow-up, it mm. won't take as long. But also, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm working on a couple other projects as well, more just specific music and separate to writing that sounds so interesting was it did it have a connection to the roastery and coffee or was the theme completely different oh the theme was um immortality so very much not um coffee but it's just because nick i I spoke to him about this years and years ago and he's just really into really out there sci-fi and is a world-class drummer that when i kind of told him this is what i was thinking i was like yeah cool man i'm in and yeah, I, I owe him a lot for that because he was amazing and sickening in the sense of most of what he did was all on the first take. And I thought, screw you. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and chop the crap out of my stuff because I don't have that sort of musicality. Incredible. I love the overlap here between things that you think are so distinct from one another. Like you, you're showing where all of these creative elements can still have a place with coffee, even if it isn't so explicit. Like these are people from the coffee industry doing like non-coffee things I think this is what we see in our industry a lot actually is like it's really made up of very creative people uh, particularly like people you end up drawn to do you agree do you think we're a creative bunch or have I got delusions of creativity about myself (laughs) well in that sense even if you had the delusions it would show that you're quite creative but I think there's definitely there's definitely so many people who join hospitality at first and then kind of go into the coffee industry but because they need a flexible schedule and you look around the coffee industry the amount of artists and wonderful actors um ceramicists as well like there's a lot of folks who i don't know what it is about about coffee particularly but there's there are tons of artists there are tons of creators within our sector Mm -hmm. and it's i don't know i'd love to find more of the overlap of how we kind of delve into that a bit further instead of just you know me creating an impossible project from for myself i'd love to kind of create a form in some way of like being able to showcase some of this stuff and and, and show off you know all these other people's amazing talents because I, I i in my job right now i travel a lot through the uk and europe and everywhere i go there is this scene there is this kind of overlap of the art scene you see it within the cafes of people who are working behind the bar but also showing some of their stuff like mm. this is great we need we need more yeah of maybe we, we can ask the listeners of this episode to get in touch with brian we're just gonna add to your workflow brian just told us all the various things you do in addition to your full-time job but we're like get in touch with brian and um, tell them all about how creative you are and we can start building this uh what would we call it like a profile do i mean that i don't mean that that's a word like a portfolio of creative people. <laughs> this we'll, is we'll fresh off it. the dome. This like, is not going to make the edit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll work on a name. That's cool. It would be no, great. Okay. And you're right. <laughs> there, is, yeah. there are so many incredibly creative people. And not to toot our own horn here, but some of my favorite things about our festivals is that like, you see some of that showcased. Like, we don't just have people 
only sharing coffee, which in of itself is a pretty creative endeavor when you think about it, like how people can approach roasting, how they can approach brewing, latte art, like all of that. We also have like at Manchester, the maker's market for these like creative people where there's that connection. So we have, you know, people with incredible ceramics that then connect with other people who are coffee lovers and can chat about not just why it looks that way, but also ergonomically speaking, why it benefits drinking coffee in a certain way. And it's, there's really no end to it. I think that's part of the magic of our industry is you can pull on any thread and just keep going. <laughs> I saw, um, and I messaged Grace a few months ago, I was in a roastery and I saw her yeah. words on a coffee sack from Kata. I was just like, right. what? Like for one, what a beautiful bag. What an absolutely beautiful coffee sack. And then I just saw Dash Grace Hell like, wait, yeah, what? And took it, a picture immediately and just it like, is. Oh, it's incredible because like, I still, amazing. I mean, I've actually got a coffee sack. So uh, Matt uh, Plot was very kind and sent me one along with some coffees that had come in it. So it's downstairs in my house. And I'm like, is it? I don't know. Have I got an ego if I frame it? But it's not just about the fact that it's my words. It's this like, it's that, it's that connection, like in the crossover between like poetry and coffee and the fact that I connected with someone in Colombia. And the words have got to travel. Like, our industry is amazing. The breadth of it and the capacity for it. And then even, like, getting your message, then we have an excuse to chat. So, like, not a bad thing, right? going to say, yeah, the, I think part of that synergy between the industry and creative people is that, like you're saying, there's, if you're into coffee, it's like a never-ending, like, black hole of information. Like, you can never learn too much. You're never finished learning about coffee. And I think creative people are probably, like, drawn to those kind of things where you're just constantly kind of evolving and developing your knowledge and, and what you know about coffee and also, you know, your interest and knowledge in your kind of creative mm. endeavours as well. Um, so I think that could be part of where, like, that sort of synergy lies but I don't know yeah we agreed we do like part of what we love doing with Cup North is just being super creative it keeps us engaged with what yeah, we're definitely. doing and I think it's why people are so engaged with our events as well it's hard not to respond to definitely. the passion that you have to have to be creative as well I think and like you learn from it all the time even really like seemingly um not creative things like how people approach their stand right like minor figures are famous for this how you think about your stand at an event you don't just treat it as like a cool we're there physically there you always have an and then don't you like disco balls and things like this share some of the fabulous stands you might have had well i'm i'm very happy to take a side seat on that one because i'm not the i'm not as visually creative as as the folks around me and we've had some absolute belters and um the one we will have at manchester will be quite cool uh quite funky um but you know there's been things from mm -hmm. um really weird convex mirrors to kind of set up moments where people are taking pictures of themselves and um trying to make it more about an experience than just the you know just kind of showcasing coffee which obviously we're, we're gonna do and we're gonna we're gonna showcase the badass roasters that we work with but um, I think the other side of it is just just having a bit of fun and and being playful is is the number one motivation between the behind how we do these things because I think it's so easy to um to kind of just just rock up and and, and cookie cutter it which we we've done in the past because we've had to like you know doing last minute stuff but if we can make it a little bit more of an experience and just that kind of surprise and delight moment like that's that's number one because. 
we're we're just silly ass people. Like a lot of people in the in the company are just very silly creative folks who want to make that how we portray ourselves. And this isn't really related to like Sorry, what we've no. been chatting about, but it's always something that I want to ask you. Like <laughs> nine times out of ten, when we see each other doing a million other things, but like you've travelled a lot, and obviously you've lived in different places. We've already spoken about like continuity of creativity, but like are the differences between like the scene back in America or like Scotland, like places that you've been, lived and worked. I'm just really interested in hearing about the similarities, but and the differences. Mm, I think in a really weird way, I, I am not an authority in, um, um, in any sense about what's happening in the States because I moved over to the UK in 2008, fresh out of university. So I've never really truly worked there aside from being, uh, a teacher's aide and a hospice nurse. So my, my background in the States is very, very different. Um, but I think there's, there's definitely, there are definitely different needs that are met in these different areas in terms of like, particularly the coffee scene. Um, and, and looking in maybe like on the American team with minor figures, but my role now has me in, uh, you know, across mm-hmm. anything from Ireland all the way over to, you know, probably Poland, I guess, in a way. And they're, they're, they're very different scenes where people are engaging very differently. And I've kind of, I've worked all over the UK from Scotland to Leeds, Manchester and, and down to London, where I think folks outside of London are absolutely hungry for a different type of engagement where we might be a little bit more complacent here in London because there's such a saturation of, of different types of things happening. And, you know, that's, that's not, that's not me complaining about there's just too much to go on, but I think we're probably mm. going to be less excited about a cupping yeah. or a throwdown as folks outside of London are. And like, that's great. We're, there's, it's showing that there's still, there's a lot of, of work for us to be doing to, to engage in, in ways that are meaningful and like seeing things like, you know, what, what Birmingham Coffee Festival was very recently how much how how much people were just ready for it and just like how they turned out for it the brands that came and exhibited but also yeah. how busy and how kind of diverse the the engagements were outside of the festival that always really interests me as well of how like how things are going to get thrown around it i i don't know i guess my my curiosity is really in places like you know say liverpool that gets that gets a bit forgotten in in lots of ways um, or, you know, right now, Ireland for us is, is they're doing a lot of work there because there's such a good coffee scene. Um, and yet, because everything's been more in London, we've, we've not really engaged as well. And, and we're really working to that. And I'm seeing your eyebrows whenever I mention Ireland, knowing what's coming with the, uh, the Dublin coffee festival. <laughs> Cannot wait. Can I throw that out there? Because the, the coffee festivals yeah. in Ireland, they just haven't really existed. They've been tag ons to, much bigger food service shows, which are quite impersonal. Whereas this sounds like <laughs> a Cup North production, yeah. Cup North production, like a Tina Knowles production. Like, like, bring it on. The <laughs> thing that's really getting me at a lot of these events are the folks who don't work in coffee that turn up. So, like, you know, you say you've got, uh, mm. you know, a throwdown, and then it's like, oh yeah, but you know, this this these folks are regulars, and these, this dude saw it on Eventbrite, and just because there was like a local thing, like this is this is incredible, because then. It's, you know, we, we speak in, in such an echo chamber at times of like, oh, you know, we've got this coming up cool or to similar people about similar things. But when you're having to kind of start from ground zero mm. with folks who are you're in it because they're like, I don't work in coffee, but I, you know, I want to learn or I, I want to hear 
what this is about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what is this? The fact, and even like it's the amazing. guy who won the Air Press Champs this year, he's an NHS doctor. He doesn't work in coffee. Like, you just like the joy of these things <laughs> of like folks coming into it in a different way now. It's like, it blows my mind. And it, it kind of, yeah. it comes back to that first spark of joy that I had. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. People still feel that. <laughs> I'm not just jaded and burnt out. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing yeah. seeing that moment happen for other people, isn't it? When you like do, I don't know, if you're still a barista and you work behind the bar and that regular comes in every day and they suddenly go, oh, is this a natural or, or something like that? And you see it start to click with them. And then they start coming in and they're like, oh, have you heard of this person called James mm-hmm. Hoffman? I just started watching his videos on YouTube or I've just joined this subreddit about brewing techniques and they're coming and their knowledge ends up like exceeding yours because they're starting new and they're going in deep and you're like wow and you do you kind of get reminded of Mm. that passion that has brought you all the way to where you are and yeah I I feel like this this whole episode has ended up being like a celebration of the scene but it's good to do that sometimes we're not saying that it's without faults but like look at what we're doing on a Wednesday morning today like what what a joy what a privilege to just hang out and chat with two people who love it absolutely brian you mentioned earlier that you would like the opportunity to talk a little bit about sustainability Um, do you want to tell us what 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 area of sustainability you're interested in so kind of pulled into different chats on 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 the topics in different ways and the the more i I talk about it and the more i think about it i i realize how you know there's there's a lot that we're, we're communicating very well within the industry about say ecological sustainability but i don't know if we're doing so well about talking about things like social sustainability in the, in the way that you know we're we're looking after each other and the way that the industry looks after each other cuz so much of, of of what we're seeing as an industry of like people going b corp or you know taking a lot more of a serious stance about how they operate is it's an incredible thing um but it's still such a really weird thing to communicate on to you know, not just your your fellows in the industry, but like your your standard person buying buying coffee or buying the product. And I, I think I'm I'm really hopeful that in the next you know, next couple of years or so, with so many people really doing these internal audits on things, that we're going to start seeing a little bit more of a seriousness about our responsibility to one another. And I know that's like a very very serious detour um, from what we've just been talking about, but mm. I think. It's all kind of hand in hand because it all comes back to you know, the respect of other people and the respect of the communities that that we're kind of involved in. I, I feel like that's becoming a much more interesting and important conversation to have because we know where our sustainability is towards the planet, our responsibilities there, and how we have to approach it when we're importing something that has such a big carbon footprint and coming over from another side of the planet. Like, but there's still there's still other types of keeping things sustainable as both as a business, as an industry, as individuals. It's, it's, it's something that's getting, it's still a very complex issue, but it's getting easier to talk about it in a, in a more casual setting. And I, I think long may that live because, you know, the world's on fire guys. Like this is, this is terrifying and we need to be able to say it and we need to be able to kind of like, see how we can help each other out and even just having chats like this i think are just they're just so crucial because i don't know after the last couple of years of just being at home for a while and freaking out about things like no 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 no. like like we've got the form again let's chat let's let's be awkward let's let's have those awkward conversations because it needs to be in 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 the aim of doing something positive at the end of it 
is this um, your open invitation to people listening to take up this discourse with you further and chat about it more? Go yeah? for it. Go for it. Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about inclusivity and the, the idea that if you're not being inclusive, you're just kind of furthering the yeah. patriarchy. I'm happy to have that chat too. Like, let's, let's be real about this stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have much time left. Let's make it as good. Yeah, and I, I will second that. Um, there's not a day you'll meet me and I won't talk about the patriarchy. Yeah. So let's let's open this conversation up, you know, um, to make space for doing it better. <laughs> totally. And I, I don't even care that this might come as like exactly. the very, very serious point at the end of it. Like, no, 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 we need yeah. to say it. Come on. It's related to everything we've talked about. We can't celebrate the industry we belong to and just deliberately be blind to the issues that are like rampant in it. And if we want the things we love about it to continue to flourish, we've got to name the things standing in it in its way, right? You have to name them and shame them and then put them in the bin or recycle because we're talking about the environment. Wow. I love that. <laughs> put them in the recycling. <laughs> we are going to have to cut it short there because... Uh, we have other things to do today and I would very much like to just chat forever and ever. So maybe we'll just call each other at the end of the week to finish <laughs> off the uh, conversation. But for now, as we close out the podcast, if people have kind of connected with something you've mentioned today, where can they find you? Where can they follow up? Where can they find out more about what you do? Easy one, Instagram. It's uh, at mf.brian, B-R-Y-A-N dot M-F. Um, or hit me up on LinkedIn, whatever. Like we can go formal with it, whichever Excellent. is easiest for you. And that people can catch you at Manchester Coffee Festival in a couple of weeks as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come to the stand or come come see us at uh, Extracted Development. Where cool. I'll be. Uh, I'll be and thank you well. again for being a judge, uh, and thank you for joining us today. Like what a lovely chat to have had on a well, if you're in for a rainy Tuesday. <laughs> you take it where you can. <laughs> What a great chat. Yeah, he warms our hearts, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's so great. He's got such a, like, um, I don't know, infectious sort of tongue-in-cheek energy about everything. I always look forward to being around him and chatting. And, of course, he brings one of my favourite things into one of my other favourite things, which is drag and coffee. Um, anybody who knows me knows I have a small-scale obsession with drag. Um, and, yeah, he is bringing it to the coffee scene much like we are, aren't we, Hannah? Can you mm. tell our lovely listeners about the drag component to our coffee festivals? Well, yeah, we added to our family programming in 2023 a uh, drag story hour, which has been received incredibly well. And um, personally, for both Grace and I, has been like a really wonderful part of our program. Having the opportunity to bring like queer representation into our family programming is super important to both of us. And it's just been so wonderful mm -hmm. to work with Ada from Drag Story Hour UK. <laughs> Um, that's the one Ada D yeah, yeah. they've written out. books as well so check yeah that is a really cool thing I was actually chatting to someone about this yesterday they read their own stories that they've written and yeah if you want to bring more diversity into your children's bookshelves then go and check out Ada's books because um yeah they're wonderful and we love them <laughs> we are so in love with Ada that we are bringing um them back they 
did a wonderful story time at Birmingham Coffee Festival. In fact, I burst into tears when they came out on stage because I'm that kind of person. And yeah, we were so enamoured that they will be back for Manchester Coffee Festival on Sunday when we've got some of our family activities doing more story time and magic. And yeah, check them out on, like, look them up online. Drag Story Hour, that's the one. They're fab. And you should also go and follow us at Brewing It Over on Instagram. Make sure you like and subscribe on via all of the channels that you listen to your podcast through. And we are nearing the end of our first series of Brewing It Over. Very uh, momentous occasion. <laughs> um, so this is a penultimate episode Wild. and we will do one final episode which we'll release at the start of December and that's going to be a fun festive showdown with a a secret guest to be confirmed we will announce that very soon (laughs) so yeah um, thank you so much for listening along with us for the first series so far and we look forward to yeah having some fun with you in a few weeks for our final episode of series one all right thanks very much and see you next time